Welcome to Proverb Per Diem, a podcast diving into Proverbs, highlighting, focusing, and digging into a verse or a cluster of verses with the intent to walk through them with my sons. Thank you for listening in and giving some of your time to this. With that said, let's go ahead and just jump right in. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 5 and verse 18. Verse 5, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Verse 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. An arrogant heart is an abomination to the Lord. Luckily, this is not my words, but God's. Most of the time, when I have heard somebody talking about an abomination from the Bible, they have reserved that distinction for homosexuality. The verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 is used most often. Verse 9 says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, the idolaters, the adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. But very often, we don't hear the next verse read with it. Verse 10 says, Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Why do we not normally hear these verses together? Because at the heart of people targeting one particular sin is an arrogant heart that sees the sins of others as greater than their own sin. The men who who were ready to stone the adulteress walked away once Jesus brought their sins to light. Always, always have a spirit of humility when preparing to confront somebody about the sin in their life. Never think of yourself as the righteous one, but always think of yourself as another sinner just with different sins that have equal value and equal punishment. The verse continues to say, punishment is coming. This is easy enough. Who are you more likely to give forgiveness to? Somebody who is humbly sorry for what they have done, or the person who pridefully is asserting that they have done nothing wrong. Of course, we will act with leniency toward the humble person. And if we do that, why do we not realize and know and do it and act humbly ourselves rather than sticking to our pride and our guns? Pride before destruction. Every sin you or I have ever committed at the very root of that sin is pride. The idea that I know better than God, therefore I will do this, or I simply want to do this and I'm going to do it, regardless of who it hurts, because I am most important in my life. I challenge you to try to think of a single sin that if you trace back to the very beginning of where it begins, it's rooted in pride. Find one that's not like that. A haughty spirit comes before a fall. The higher you are, the further it is to fall. But you can't fake humility in order to protect yourself from falling. You must make it a continuous habit of reminding yourself of your own limitations. And instead of focusing on yourself, focus on the amazing person of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Because when your eyes are focused on them, it is a lot easier to see yourself and me for who we really are. Story time. When I was 25 years old, I was a head football coach. I was coach of the year. I was a district champion coach. Just got married 
and I had everything figured out. And I made a job change that I knew would be a step down in title, but it would be better off for me and my new wife. I became an assistant football coach at a much larger school. I had three coaches that were directly over me and could tell me what to do at any point. And I had an athletic director. Now, none of these men were bad or unreasonable, but it was very different being from being the guy who got to decide what and when to do things and how to play a game and when we were going to practice and what we were going to practice to now taking orders from everyone. As a history teacher at this new school, I had a mentor, a department head, two assistant principals, and a principal over me. After working at my previous school, I had made it to a point where the only person I reported directly to was the principal, and he was the only person that had the authority to tell me what to and not to do. I walked out of one job filled with pride, and I didn't even know it, and I walked into a new job ready to experience a fall. And I did not know that either. I learned more about pride and arrogance from myself in those circumstances that first year of my new job than at any point in my life. I learned from the fall and the hard landing that misplaced pride can do more damage than swarms of humility. I love the story told by Jesus in Luke 14, 7-11. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit in the place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. What a great picture of the sorts of trouble that pride can bring onto our heads. So what's the takeaway? It comes down to this. You can walk in pride and experience the humiliation of falling. Or, you can walk humbly and have nowhere to go but up. To put it simply, humble yourself or prepare to be humbled. Dear God, please protect the listener from this. If I have said anything foolish, allow them and me to forget it immediately and to never think about it again and to not let it penetrate into our hearts or our minds. But please take everything that I said that is from you and don't allow us to forget, overlook, or ignore it until we have adjusted our lives to match you and change us and to make us into more wise followers of you. Please, God, allow your spirit to bring our children to you and to grant them wisdom from your word. Guide and equip us with your knowledge and your wisdom to lead our families well. Bless our efforts as we search through this book and please pour out yourself on us. We and our circumstances are in your hands and whether they are good or bad, we will trust you. Amen. I hope you have a great day.